Hello Star Wars nerds, this is Nerd11 reporting in. With the recent announcement of J.J. Abrams taking over directing duties of Episode 9, the discussion of film retreading has started once again. Several detractors of The Force Awakens claimed their dislike of the film was due to it following too closely to the story beats of A New Hope. I am not one of those detractors. Let me start by saying that I enjoyed The Force Awakens. I acknowledge that it was cinematically that it was not cinematically perfect, but I am not a film critic, so technical flaws that are not glaringly obvious are easy for me to overlook. When I judge a film, I base it on a handful of criteria. One, did I not get up and walk out of the film or turn off the movie without finishing it? I have only walked out of a theater once, and it was not The Force Awakens. 2. Would I go back and see it again, or immediately place it on my to-buy list? Force Awakens I saw about 5 times within the first weekend, so I would say it fit that criteria as well. Did I not fall asleep in the middle of my first viewing? Even though I watched Force Awakens uh, for the first time uh, at 7 o'clock at night, uh, after having worked a long day at work, I never once dozed off. Although I will admit I have dozed off once or twice in a movie theater while watching other movies for the first time. There was one time I got about five minutes into a film and passed out for the entire length only to be uh, woken up by an usher before the next film started. Um, and just to answer ahead of time, the movies that I did fall asleep for weren't after having stayed up all night or having a long day of work before that. Uh, number four, was the story good enough that I got lost in it and didn't realize two or so hours had passed while I was in the theater? When I first saw Force Awakens and it ended, I thought I'd only been there for about an hour at most, uh, if not 45 minutes. It, it blew by me because um, I got so engrossed in the film. Uh, number five, would I recommend the movie to my friends? That's an easy one for me to answer. Uh, I immediately stepped out of the film and posted a reaction uh, on Twitter and Facebook to all my friends saying that if you weren't planning on seeing The Force Awakens, change your plans and start doing so now. So based on those five questions, The Force Awakens did score a 5 out of 5. So ultimately to the question at hand, was The Force Awakens a retread of A New Hope? In my humble opinion, it was not a retread. See, I subscribe to Mike Climo's ring theory that the Star Wars episodic films follow a certain storytelling pattern. Uh, there are elements in the Force, uh, sorry, there are elements in the Phantom Menace that call back to A New Hope, but there are also callbacks to Return of the Jedi. The same goes for Revenge of the Sith. George Lucas himself stated that there was a kind of poetry between. 4, 5, and 6, and 1, 2, and 3. Uh, to read Mike's full theory, though, it'd be best if you visit his website at www.thestarwarsringtheory.com. Or, if you want to listen to a really great explanation about it, look for the third episode of Jennifer Landa's Jedi Beat on the Force Center podcast feed. So, I believe that The Force Awakens does share some elements of a new hope, but that is because both follow a similar path of the hero's journey. 
despite these similarities, there are still major differences that make The Force Awakens not a retread. For example, Luke as the hero couldn't wait to get off of Tatooine. He even starts the movie off by complaining to his aunt and uncle that he couldn't transmit his application to the Academy early in order to try and leave. Rey, on the other hand, didn't want to leave Jakku at all. Um, even after being offered a job by Han Solo, she said she wanted to go back to Jakku because that's where she needed to be. To me, if you say that The Force Awakens is just a repeat of A New Hope, then you need to add to that list The Phantom Menace, Fellowship of the Rings, Wizard of Oz, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. All of these were opening uh, entries into a hero's journey. Um, and that, that's just the way it is. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Is The Force Awakens another retread of A New Hope? Nerd 11, signing out. Greetings, my fellow Star Wars nerds. It's Nerd 11 reporting in. I thought I'd give a couple of my thoughts about uh, various directors and the director troubles that uh, Lucasfilm seems to have been having with uh, their Star Wars directors, especially now that it's official that Colin Terraro has been removed uh, and that J.J. Abrams will be picking back up as director uh, for Episode 9. Um, let me start off by saying that I am in no way connected to um, you know, Hollywood insiders or anything like that. All of my thoughts about these directors are based on any news articles that I may have read or any other podcast or even YouTube um, movie pundits that I may have listened to and what they've said. Uh, so with that, take my opinion for what it's worth. So, Lord and Miller, I was never sold on them uh, directing a Han Solo film. Yes, a lot of people were excited to have these... Uh, quote-unquote comedy geniuses come in uh, and do this film but to me Han Solo even though uh, Harrison Ford cracked jokes here and there and he was quick-witted he isn't a comedian it's not a comedic character so I mean they have Lauren Miller come in take the script that was written by Larry Kasdan uh, only to turn around and you know say let's just start ad-libbing it I mean the majority of the claims that came out during that uh, came from the actors themselves straight off of the set to Kathleen Kennedy and Larry Kasdan. So, I mean, if you're not going to go in and do uh, what your producers were asking you to do on a multi-million dollar brand in a franchise like Star Wars, then, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, you're going to get removed, plain and simple. So, to bring in somebody like Ron Howard now, who's completely redoing the movie, um, it, it, from all that we can tell from his various Twitter feeds, um, you know, I, who knows what we're going to end up with as far as the Han Solo movie. Plus, I still believe that Han Solo is not going to come out, whatever it's going to be titled, is not going to come out until uh, December next year. Uh, now, Colin Terraro being removed due to creative differences, that was kind of surprising. Um, you know, I... I feel maybe he being removed was due to the tragic loss of Carrie Fisher uh, and that he wasn't able to reconcile uh, his story because they even said that Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia were going to have a larger role going into Nine even. Um, and if you think about it, he's been working on the script for Episode Nine since 2015. So imagine if you had been working on something for nearly two years, only to have one of the central and beloved characters of your story removed 
I mean, you, you may you may run into troubles too of getting that back. So I just think that Trevorrow had this happen to him with uh, Leia, and his solution is was to change uh, that his solution and his changes weren't necessarily in line with what Lucasfilm uh, and Kathleen Kennedy believed they should be doing. So you know, ultimately he got removed. So and uh, I don't think I really need to go into. Uh, about the removing of Josh Trank from the planned uh, second Star Wars story. Um, I realize that the issues with the rebooted Fantastic Four movie he directed are not distinctly all his fault. That some of it lands on the studio and some of it landed on him. But I, I can completely understand from a business perspective uh, that Lucasfilm would then be, uh, you know, hesitant to give over the second um, huge new uh, Star Wars story and anthology story over to them, so I can understand their hesitation after all the behind-the-scenes issues were eventually revealed of what happened on Fantastic Four. But those are just my thoughts. Tell me what are your thoughts about the different directors that we've had uh, for the Star Wars movies and the ones that have been ultimately removed. Uh, would you have liked them to have stayed on? Just let me know. Uh, call into the station and or shoot us a or shoot us a response over Twitter at the underscore SW Nerds. This is Nerd11, signing out. Hello, nerds. This is Nerd11, signing in. Uh, just thought I'd throw this out there. Uh, do you believe that Lucasfilm is playing it safe with their director choices? This is something I've heard from several of the different uh, movie pundits and also some different uh, Star Wars podcasts and other Star Wars shows that, um, you know, especially with the new addition of J.J. Abrams back into the fold for directing duties of Episode 9, uh, and with Ron Howard being brought in to take over the untitled Star Wars uh, story of Han Solo that Disney and Lucasfilm are just they're, they're moving away from these edgy directors that they uh, the young uh, directors and edgy ones uh, in favor of going with the tried and true type of director um, similar to say a Spielberg or Ron Howard or J.J. Abrams who have done several films themselves um for me I I don't look at this as playing it safe necessarily uh they're just going with the directors that they're used to if you think about it uh George Lucas uh, approached uh Steven Spielberg at one time to direct one of the Star Wars films, and Spielberg turned him down, but uh, he still approached him about it. I mean, this isn't something new. I mean, ultimately, the business of show business is still business. I mean, you, you're being trusted with these multi-million dollar projects. Are you going to give it to somebody who um, is, you know, more of an up-and-coming person, or are you going to turn to somebody who you know is going to you know, return you with the, the product that you're looking for. I, to me, I, I don't really think of it as playing safe as getting those who can help you. But that's just my opinion. 
What do you think? Is Star Wars and Lucasfilm playing it safe with their director choices? Um, or should they be getting more edgier, younger, uh, newer directors in there? Just let me know. Give us a call in or uh, shoot us a tweet over at the underscore SW Nerds. Nerd11, signing out. Hi, Star Wars nerds. This is Nerd11 reporting in. Just wanted to give you a real quick uh, shout out to uh, Star Wars Nerds Unite podcast. Uh, they just dropped episode 124, a uh, discussion on Star Wars Cassian and K2SO Rogue One one shot. Uh, it's the end of what they call hashtag Summer of Comics. Uh, and in the comic, they, it talks about the origin of Cassian and K2SO's friendship, so make sure you go over there and check them out. You can find them on Apple's Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and any other place that you can find a podcast. So once again, just uh, shouting out Star Wars Nerds Unite. They're part of the Benview Network, uh, and they're actually the group that kind of got me into this. Go over there. If you like their show, send them some feedback. Hit them up on Twitter. Let them know Nerd11 uh, sent you over. Nerd 11, signing out. Greetings, Star Wars nerds. Nerd 11 reporting in. I wanted to go back to discussing about the directors of Star Wars, and this time I'm going to touch on the two directors that have actually completed films um, in the franchise, J.J. Uh, Abrams and Gareth Edwards. Now, just bear in mind, once again, this is my opinion. I'm not a Hollywood insider. I'm not a pundit or anything like that. Uh, this is all based on uh, what I have read and what I have seen and what I have uh, heard and uh, also on the documentaries or any of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I've seen for the two various uh, directors that we're going to talk about. Let's start off with uh, Gareth Edwards. Now, a lot of people have said that Gareth Edwards... Uh, somehow messed up during Rogue One and that uh, towards the end of the film when there needed to be some reshoots done uh, Lucasfilm brought in another director and he just kind of you know sat there uh, in the co-pilot seat and let it go so to me I, the way I read that story is that Gareth Edwards didn't mess up he actually went in and was playing it safe with his initial script uh, he's even said that the initial ending that he had planned was to have the majority of the members of Rogue One survive the Battle of Scarif. Um, and that when he showed it to Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of Lucasfilm, he said that uh, he would, you know, he really would like to have had more of a darker ending. And they said, yeah, go ahead and do it. Kill them all off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, by that point, though, when he, these changes needed to be made Gareth Edwards is already in you know starting to work on towards the end of post-production so it's typical uh, for a second unit director to come in and help out with uh, certain items especially on large budget uh, films like this so uh, to me I don't think Gareth Edwards messed up I think Lucasfilm did trust him and they just brought in a second unit director to help him out frankly I enjoyed the way um, Rogue One ended so uh, now, moving to J.J. Abrams, uh, I've given my thoughts on The Force Awakens and what some of the people have said as far as it being a retread of um, A New Hope. 
in an earlier segment. Um, as far as J.J. Abrams as a director, I've really enjoyed a lot of his shows, uh, including Alias and Lost. Yes, it both shows kind of meandered as they went on, but that's network television. Um, also, as far as his movies go, uh, I did enjoy, I can't believe I'm saying this, the rebooted Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, a lot of people didn't like uh, the mystery box surrounding uh, Into Darkness, but, you know, that's that's a personal preference. It made sense in a storytelling, in a storytelling way that that story progressed. And that's all I'm going to say. This isn't a Star Trek podcast, so um, I'm not going to get into it. I enjoyed what he brought to The Force Awakens. I know... Um, I know that I'm probably going to like uh, what he's going to bring to Episode 9. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he brings to Episode 9, uh, especially since he's not continuing his own story. He's going to have to take what Ryan Johnson has now done, uh, who announced today on Twitter that everything is wrapped on Episode 8. So he's going to have to take what Ryan Johnson has done and build a new story off of that. So. I'm interested to see what happens from there, but I'm, you know, my time is running short here. So, what do you feel about the two directors that um, have completed films uh, in the Star Wars franchise, and what do you think is going to happen now in the future? This is Nerd Eleven signing out. That's all for today, fellow Star Wars nerds. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the station, don't forget to hit the favorite button so you don't miss the next broadcast. Feel free to leave a comment on any of the segments or call into the station so the rest of the galaxy can hear your voice. You can also follow the station on Twitter at the underscore SW nerds. At me and leave a comment or question which I might read on a future segment. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Nerd11, signing out and making the jump for home. May the Force be with you.